All right, we're joined in the studio by Wiggy, Tony, and Elena from The Real Name Campaign. Thank you all so much for visiting us today. Thank you for having us. Um, so just to get started, I know you'll have a fundraiser coming up tomorrow, but, um, but could you tell us just a little bit about your organization and what you're, what you're doing? Uh, yeah, um, I'm Tony. My name is Tony Duplichane Jones. I use she, her pronouns. Um, so the campaign is really what I you know, see as like the first step of achieving like self-determination for transgender people mm -hmm. here in Louisiana and in Orleans Parish. We're trying to make um, you know, it more accessible to get legal name changes and legal gender marker changes. Mm -hmm. Because right now, as it is currently, as a lot of people can imagine, it's very difficult um, for working class people to get legal name changes in Orleans Parish. Mm -hmm. And um, to get your gender marker changed, it's very inaccessible in general. Mm -hmm. um, could you talk a little bit about some of the obstacles? Uh, yeah. So, and for instance, with the name change, in Orleans Parish, if you wanted to file a petition with the civil court to get your name changed, it the cost is just over $500. Wow. Um, and that's you know, completely inaccessible for someone who is, you know, potentially trying to get a name change so that they could get hired, you know, so they could get, like, access to employment or access to housing. Um, and to give an idea of, like, how, like, overpriced, like, that number is, mm -hmm. um, in other states, you know, it can be as low as, like, $30 to get mm -hmm. your name changed. And Jefferson Parish, just, you know, one parish over, it's, like, around $200 to get your name changed. Wow. This is really clearly just, like, a way to offset the court costs mm -hmm. onto, like, the poor and working-class people of New Orleans because the courts can't get their, you know, stuff together. And, mm -hmm. um, hey, y'all, this is Wiggy. Um, just to add a little bit about the gender marker, um, in order to get your gender marker changed on your birth certificate here, there's a requirement that you've had gender confirmation surgery. Mm. And um, so that's, first of all, like under the assumption that everyone's gender transition experience includes that, which is definitely not true. And then also it's an extremely inaccessible surgery, um, especially in somewhere like Louisiana. Um, and then at that's for your birth certificate um and sometimes there's like a chance that you're able to at the dmv get your gender marker changed but it's with just a letter from a doctor but it still requires getting into healthcare, seeing mm -hmm. a doctor regularly which we all know is challenging getting medical insurance um but then with that letter it's sort of luck of the draw of who you're talking to at the DMV as to whether or not you're able to do that. Wow, so there's not even like an explicit policy at the DMV about No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Elena. There's also no non-binary option for birth certificates or for state IDs in Louisiana, which is also something we're working on. Mm -hmm. um, most states at this point are starting to get non-binary options, including even Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And that's something that happens at the state level, like they would just offer that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's um, online, there's a ranking um, of all 50 states of sort of like how accessible name and gender marker changes are. And Louisiana is at the bottom of all of that. So mm -hmm. it's something to know that even in other states across the country, this is a much more accessible thing. It's not like a crazy thing to imagine. Mm -hmm. It's happening elsewhere and we need it to happen here too. Um, can you talk a little bit about sort of 
like focusing on y'all's organization for a second, like how it came to be. Like, is this, um, have y'all been sort of working for a while on this topic or working on other things together before? Yeah, so this started um, through some work at Crescent Care and through their um, Trans Advisory Committee. Um, we've been doing some work about improving gender-affirming healthcare services for a while, um, particularly with Crescent Care, but then trying to expand beyond that. Mm -hmm. I work over at Crescent Care. Um, but then we really were recognizing that um, so many of the issues around receiving gender affirming care are so beyond just what healthcare, what a healthcare mm -hmm. clinic can provide. And name and gender markers are definitely one of those. Um, it's really hard to go to the doctor when you know that people are going to be screaming your dead name through the mm -hmm. clinic. And um, at every single point, you talk to so many different people in a healthcare clinic. And that's just one example. Um, so that was sort of where it started. Um, and then it's grown to be a whole campaign, and I'll let Tony talk a little bit about um, sort of how it's grown and developed from there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, um, so being trans myself, um, you know, I had been in contact with some of the folks at Crescent Care, and I had been involved uh, alongside, you know, some of my close, um, I guess, comrades have been involved in political organizing work before in the city and other organizations, and so, you know, um, those of us who decide to get involved are all trans, and so this issue impacted us directly. Um, so we really want to use our past organizing experience to take this um, campaign in a place where it wouldn't just be like advocacy work mm -hmm. that uh, special people with special education um, were like the ones leading and controlling mm -hmm. um, to like make minor mm -hmm. changes, but we really wanted to see if we could take this issue and make it um, broader, more of like a mass um, organization uh, just generally because there are so many people directly affected by this mm -hmm. issue in New Orleans and the way I think to really secure um, a victory is really to tap into the whole of the community mm -hmm. um, and to tackle this as a community effort. And on, on that sort of on a related note, I know that you all have a petition right now um, that you're asking people to sign. Could you talk a little bit about what's in that petition and how people could, you know, could they just sign online today if they wanted to? Uh, yeah, um, I can read out the whole petition Excellent. right now. If That's you want. great. <laughs> all right. Um, the petition demands that one, the Orleans Parish Clerk of Court allow for name petitions, name change petitions to be filed in form of papyrus. Waive the fee for anyone who meets proper requirements mm -hmm. and allow for any petitioner to withdraw the petition at any point in the process without cost. That means that it should be affordable for people mm -hmm. to get name changes. Second demand, the Louisiana State Legislature eliminate all medical requirements to update gender marker on birth certificates and other identification. The third demand, Louisiana Department of Health include a gender neutral option on birth certificates and other identification. Fourth demand, the Louisiana Office of Motor Vehicles eliminate health provider certification requirements mm -hmm. to update the gender marker um, on identification. Fifth demand, the Louisiana Office of Motor Vehicles include a gender neutral option on identification. The sixth demand, the Louisiana State Legislature allow for all incarcerated people and people with violent felony convictions to legally change their names. We believe that you know everyone has a right to self-determine and to say that this is who I am and to have that be respected 
um, whether they're in the system, whether they've come out of the system, mm -hmm. this is a basic human right and it shouldn't be denied to anyone. Mm -hmm. And if it is denied to anyone, it just undermines the rights of all of us. Mm -hmm. And the final demand, that the Louisiana State Legislature eliminate the parental guardian approval requirement for minor name change petitions. So we're including um, minors in the you know struggle because um, they have special needs um, legally mm -hmm. um, in the you know fight to get their name changed. I just want to add a little bit um, back to the the part of the petition about um, people with violent felony convictions. Mm -hmm. So. Um, one thing that that includes on the list of if you've ever been accused of a or convicted of a crime of violence, um, you are forever ineligible for a name change in New Orleans. Um, and one thing that's included on that list is intentional exposure to AIDS, which um, is a law that's extremely um, antiquated and also biologically inaccurate. Mm -hmm. it, um, and so it's something that has is such a barrier and it's a ridiculous rule in the beginning and then it also um, is now barring people from changing their names even though the science is so clearly stating um, that some of the things that are included in this conviction just aren't true. Yeah. And if people did want to sign on to our uh, petition, we've been petitioning for about a month now. We have just filing today um, just over a thousand signatures. Oh, wow. If you want to sign on this petition and help our struggle, uh, you're going to want to go to our Facebook page, Real Name uh, Campaign on Facebook, or our Instagram, which is also Real Name Campaign, or uh, just email us at realnamecampaignnola at gmail.com. Great. Real Name Campaign. <laughs> this is the place. Um, yeah, I mean, th that, I mean, we, your point about the sort of like these sort of crazy, these really intense laws <laughs> made to kind of demonize people and create social pariahs. I mean, you can really see it mm -hmm. quite in place, like very intentionally happening in a number of ways through that, through that system, and 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 it, that's really messed up. Um, one thing that I want to ask about is, you know, in 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 y'all's experience, I mean, in, in maybe Crescent Care aside, if there are any institutions in. Orleans Parish that are sort of like as institutions trying to like operate in a in a better way regarding gender recognition or like um, I mean something that we see at at Tulane that I think there are a lot of critiques of is the sort of like surface um, you know like students can um, can put in a request for what pronouns they want to be addressed with but I think is like a great thing but I think there's not a lot of like institutional push for like professors to understand what that means but, but I wonder if you see any like any instances of that happening here? I'm seeing some shaking heads, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure that, like, you know, New Orleans is a decent-sized city. I'm sure that, like, some people have made efforts here and there, but really, mm -hmm. you know, we're seeing um, the the issue of, you know, trans rights becoming more heightened nowadays, mm -hmm. and so these struggles are becoming more common. Mm -hmm. And the reason that the struggle's more heightened is, you know, after um, conservatives failed on the front of, you know, um, stopping gay marriage, they immediately turned all their like eyes and targets and knives yeah. onto the transgender population. Um, and it's a struggle that I think that everyone listening should um, be concerned about whether they're trans or not, because the ways that e the, um, these systems uh, are weaponized against trans people, we see often that they affect people who aren't trans as well. Mm -hmm. um, and generally the struggle for identification um, is a very serious issue uh, that can lead to you know, not just um, harms done to trans people, but also harms done to the immigrant community, 
um, especially in the ways that um, these government agencies are now talking to each other. There's a heightened security culture. You know, the IRS will talk to the Social Security Administration. And if your information doesn't match up, it can lead to you being um, fired from your job mm -hmm. or just being harassed generally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these uh, systems aren't really made in a way that wants to see us succeed or right. even survive. Um, and so it's, you know, really not just an issue of people um, seeing us where we are, which is, of course, very important, but just for us to participate in society in a meaningful way. Absolutely. So y'all have a fundraiser event that's coming up tomorrow. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the event and what people can expect. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, tomorrow we're going to have a fundraiser dinner mm -hmm. um, so people can um, come out, uh, see each other, and um, just hear about exactly what the campaign is, what our plans for the future are. Uh, the address is going to be 125 North Carrollton. The dinner is going to start at 6 p.m. It's $10 entry, um, but trans people uh, aren't going to be turned away. Great, and I'm sure if folks uh, have the means and desire you, they could bring more than $10, too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely accepting <laughs> donations, and if, you wanna, if you're not going to be able to make it, um, you can definitely donate online. Uh, our Venmo is at real name. At real name, great. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else that y'all would like to add about um, this campaign or other stuff that y'all are currently working on? Um, one thing that I'll just add is I would really encourage people to, even if they can't make it out to the dinner tomorrow, to start following us on social media because um, the next big step is taking this petition and um, bringing it out into public and start start making these demands of the people on this list. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're hopeful it'll go well, but we're also preparing for if it doesn't. And so at that point, we're really going to need massive community support in if we're getting no's when we're making these demands, how are we responding and how are we responding as a large collective? Um, and so the best way to stay in touch with what's going on is via social media. All right, great. Wiggy, Tony, and Elena, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thanks.